0: So we're going to kick off. Um, we actually kicked this off last week, but we're going to continue in this this week. So thank you all, first of all, for just being flexible uh, with this with this whole deal. You know. We know it's like a little frustrating. Are we going to go? Are we going to not? You know, we were watching like four different weather apps today, trying to figure out exactly what was going to happen. And so, uh, so watch top. Now it won't rain at all. Uh, so because we called it, that's perfectly fine. I'm confident in our decision that we made. So uh, uh, we're glad to be here. Um, are there any announcements that I should make? I, I don't know. There's a ladies thing coming up. June 4th. Meg, you shout from the back section. June 4th, ladies thing at the office. June 4th. <laughs> There's a ladies'
1: thing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's your Bring office. your used clothes and clothing
0: swap. Bring your used clothes for a clothing swap. So there you go. Um, so the
1: household stuff doesn't have to be just clothes. Just things you want to donate to Goodwill that are nice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we
0: although we share our property with a large garbage place we do not want any garbage left behind. So these are things that will leave this building. Uh, so that's the that's the goal. So I think that that's it. We'll plan on being next week. The only other thing I'd want you to pay attention to is hopefully you saw I put out a message this week that we um, we have fully we're fully in our youth pastor search uh, and so that went live I believe last week. Uh, And so if you haven't had a chance to look at kind of our profile that I, that I put out there and then watch the little video that we did, I would encourage you to do it just so you can capture God's heart and like what our heart is um, for looking for a youth pastor. We spent a lot of time with this organization called Fruit Group, which uh, is a kind of like a a Christian staffing agency. And we spent a lot of time talking with them about what we're looking for and what we, what we want in a candidate. And so they're looking for us already. And then I just invite you to be praying for us uh, because names, my guests will start to be pouring in over the next few weeks weeks. Uh, and so we want discernment in finding the, this right person. Uh, we want to hear God's heart in this. And so ask for you to pray. Pray for us. And then also, again, just to watch that so you kind of know exactly what we're looking for in a person. I had a couple questions this week from people who are say, hey, I've got this question about youth pastor. And, and I love those questions. So if you've got questions, then then don't ever be hesitant to email us or call us or text us. I mean me. By us, I mean me. Uh, so um, although you can ask Jen, she might have an answer or Meg. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, but we would love to answer any questions that you have or, or, you know, give you any insight we've got. So love that kind of stuff. So thank you for doing that. So, all right, we're going to dive in. So last week, uh, I shared a little bit um, uh, about this idea that we're kind of now in this period where while we are in some transition, we are kind of uh, somewhere in a process. We're not quite where God has us, but we, all, we clearly have gone through this last year that has been challenging and difficult. Maybe for you, it's been really good. I was thinking about this while we were preparing. It was like, man, maybe for some people, they're like, I don't identify with the challenge part. I had a great year. I was sitting at home in my PJs every day and like, <laughs> if that's you, that's great. Like, don't feel bad about that, but for a lot of people, it was a year of disruption. I'm, it, no matter who you are, what, what happened, I'm sure it was at least disrupting to your normal patterns in life. And so so we've kind of passed through this season and we're coming out on the other side. Uh, and it reminded me of this passage back in the Old Testament in the book of Joshua, in chapter six, where the Israelites have been freed from slavery, have been wandering around the desert and are about to go into the promised land and they stand at this river that they have to cross. And so what God tells them to do, actually, I'm just going to read this from Joshua chapter 4 verse 5 it says this it says go over before the ark of the lord your god into the middle of the jordan so they they take the ark of the covenant into the middle of the jordan river and the water stops the water stops and so they have this miraculous encounter with god the presence of god meets them right there in the middle of their mess, right there in the middle of this incredible boundary that can't go around it. All they can do is go through it. So the presence of God is right there with them, the water stops, and he tells them this, each of you take up a stone, on a shoulder, according to the number of tribes of Israel, to serve as a sign. So they're supposed to take up this stone, something uh, that is in the middle of the river, and do this to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask, what do these stones mean, this is what you're going to tell them. So they pick up these stones, and they're meant to tell the next generation about what God has done. And so I said, I think what we're meant to do in this season is to look back over this last year and see how has God met us in the middle of kind of this time of transition of this difficult time, and then kind of identify what it is that we want to pass on to the generation or pass on to other people to say, God did this. He met us in this. And that kind of metaphor of like picking up a stone, I think is like something we've got to carry. And so what we want to do over the next few weeks is share some of those stones with you. We've picked a few different people to share kind of their story of the last year. And you won't get all of it because we're trying to keep these short like to 20 minutes or so. Uh, But just to give you a little bit of a snapshot of what it is that God did and how we can share that with future generations or with other people around us to say this is what God did. So God was with us. He got us through it. Now we need to tell other people about it. So Today we're going to share our stone. And to kick it off, I want to read a little, uh, just a couple verses from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, And this is going to kind of be where we land. This is what our stone is all about. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 8, it says this, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. He's talking about the thorn and the flesh. This is the Apostle Paul talking about the thorn and his flesh. But he said to me, this is what God says To Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness and insults and hardships and persecution and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So our stone has to do with weakness and we are Not excited about talking. (laughs) Both of us hate the word weakness. Uh, We we struggle with this, but we want to talk about our weakness and God's strength and how God has shown up with His strength and His grace through our weakness over this last year. We want to talk about this at kind of two levels. Like one is leadership and what it's been like to lead over this last year, and then one, what it's been like for us with some like personal stuff. So uh, I'm just going to kind of kick us off here. Um, Last year. Uh, 2020 started off pretty rough. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. This was before we knew that COVID was a thing. Uh, I, I was really struggling. I was really discouraged about some things, just really having a hard time, just kind of, God, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? And just was really wrestling with some stuff. And then we were blessed with this opportunity to go out to this church in uh, Anaheim, California, which is kind of a church that that I look up to a lot. There's a guy there that I've gotten to know a little bit over the years, who is like a mentor from afar. We don't have a mentor relationship, but I look at him that way. And uh, and have just watched what God has done in his life and in his church. And so we had a chance to go out to this church and spend some time with a small group of leaders, with him and his his staff, uh, and some other people. And, uh, I mean, we had, like, Jeremy Riddle, who's, like, my all-time favorite worship leader, like, leading a room of, like, 25 or 30 of us Mm -hmm. in this room leading worship. It was just, it was awesome. Like, and God really spoke to us in some really powerful ways. And we had nothing less than an encounter with God. I don't know how else to explain it. We... Mm -hmm we left that place full. We left that place with a new sense of vision, a new sense of drive, a new sense of like, all right, we know there are some things when we get back home, these are some things we want to do. Um, and our, it just felt like what we needed to keep, keep going. And it was like, we got like five years worth of shot in the arm in like two days while we were there. It was just, it was absolutely incredible. Uh, we were ready to come home and kind of like, all right, let's, let's relaunch things. Let's go after it. And then two weeks later, COVID hits and everything in our world completely shuts down. All the things that we thought we would be able to do as a, as a church, all the things that we were talking about and dreaming about and praying about and wanting to share with our team, all of that seemed completely irrelevant <laughs> because now we can't meet together on Sundays. And should people be meeting in person at all, like in groups or, you know, and all this, no one knew what this virus thing was or what was going to happen. And all of that was like so totally disrupted. Like, and, and there was so much, especially in the early days last year where we just had no idea. What's going to happen? Uh, How long is it going to last? I had this like sense that this was going to be with us for a while, that it wasn't going to be a short term thing. And all the things run through your head. What's going to happen for me as a pastor? I just got to say this disclaimer. uh, Outside of, of, of this woman here and my kids, this church is the most important thing to me. Uh, I live and breathe to see God's work here in our community and through our community. I go to bed thinking about our church, and I wake up in the morning thinking about our church. It's not an identity thing. It's a calling thing. It's a fire shut up in my bones. I want to see this church flourish. And so I went from like this feeling of God, I have some solutions and some answers to what's going to happen to, oh my gosh, how are we going to make it? What uh, What's going to happen here? We were months away from not being able to pay our bills, even like as a church for this office. Uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen. We weren't sure who was going to get sick, who wasn't going to get sick. We weren't sure were we ever going to have a meeting place if, if we were ever going to be able to go back to Messiah. Um, we weren't sure just, I mean, no, there was no playbook for how do you lead in a time like this. So, so what's going to happen to people spiritually are they gonna is their faith going to be shipwrecked by all of this is uh, what's going to happen to our impact in the community how are we going to do outreach I mean these are just like this swirl of questions and guess what we're still trying to figure some of that stuff out a year later again because there's no playbook for how any of this was going to be Uh, we were trying to figure out the technology uh like how how are we gonna get this on, on live? You know, how are we gonna like get the streaming to people? We're still figuring that out right now. <laughs> Literally, the device that we needed to do this showed up five minutes before we went live today. Like, I'm just I'm just telling you, we're we're still sorting this stuff out a year later. How is this gonna affect the church's finances? If the church's finances aren't good, how are are my finances gonna be? I don't know how I'm gonna be able to pay our bills. And then not to mention the social and political unrest. Do we talk about race or do we not talk about race? Do we talk about masks or do we not talk about masks? Like, do we talk about Republican versus Democrat? Do we not? Like, do we talk about this virus or do we not? I mean, all of that kind of stuff and all that kind of tension is the world that I lived in in the last year. And I gotta be honest, I was completely helpless for the majority of it. And still today, even today, we didn't know what the weather was gonna do. Uh, our person who was going to lead worship had to kind of cancel last minute. So we had to switch worship leader. And then we didn't have the phone to do the thing that we needed to do until five minutes before. Even today, I am so weak and so helpless. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll let you go.
1: Yeah. So uh, likewise, when, when we left Anaheim, I felt this, um, I won't say renewed compassion kind of ministry thing. It felt new to me altogether. I felt completely inspired by the people there who were leading their compassion ministry. And they have a like, really flourishing food pantry, but we're talking about shutting it down. Do you remember that? They are talking about shutting it down and kind of revamping some things. There's a guy who has this uh, incredible ministry to um, the homeless population that was there. And so obviously our demographics here are different and it would look different, but I felt inspired and I just felt something imparted in me to come back here and live with compassion for people living in poverty here in our area, and then also I felt like I had this um, almost like this renewed sense of vision or focus of what it would look like to partner more with Chael. So, so just a little bit of like vulnerability. This place that I'm in is not a place I like aspired to be or ever thought I was going to be in it was never like I'm going to be a pastor's wife yes like I'm thankful to be here the Lord has been really good but it's been a struggle for me to know like how does this work and what does this look like and we're not traditional and I'm not traditional and and so I felt this like renewed sense of vision and just like a focus of what it's going to look like for us to partner together and so like Jill said when we came back it was like nothing. And not only that, but I felt even more pulled away from being able to partner because my focus really needed to be at home with our kids who were home with us and having their own struggles with with school and whatnot. So so we had these kind of leadership challenges. That was like one aspect where our weakness was really revealed and made evident. And then we had um, this kind of personal sort of Physical weakness um, related to our health. So from from June all the way through Last year the end of last year um, We successfully made it to the emergency room every month Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know (laughs)
0: That's not an accomplishment. That's not a thing you want to high-five about.
1: Not a place where you want to spend hours of time, but um, Charlie had a freak accident in June and ended up having to have a surgery, Chael had a concussion the next month. Um, the month after that, I had a weird reaction to a medication and had anaphylactic shock.
0: Her lips started like, was... blowing up really weird. It looked like a cartoon. Was... <laughs> so
1: they put me on these steroids to help combat that. That steroid, those steroids triggered my insomnia. And so that whole month, really, I was struggling with sleep, which is a common thing for me, but I had it under control. And then after I struggled with that for months, then I had one of my vestibular migraines, ended up in the emergency room for that, was recovering. And a week later, COVID hit our house. Um, And so uh, we won't go into the details of all of that, but it was was incredibly difficult. Um, Three of us had it. Charlie's got some, I don't know, uh, immune system that we're not aware of that she, it missed her. but it was really rough. We we were sick. I was very sick. Ended up in the hospital, um, and then so so that exposed a ton of just like physical weakness where there's literally nothing that you can do to make yourself better. You're you're eating what you can. You're taking your vitamins. You're you're doing all of the things that they tell you to do, and nothing is is working. And so. So there's just this physical depletion that we experienced in those six months. And then in the wake of physically recovering, for for me, I experienced this like emotional fallout um, of that last year um, and experienced intense anxiety and fear, um, sadness, grief. I feel like I'm still naming it. I don't really know what is happening, (laughs) Um, but there was this massive weakness there that was exposed for me of like I don't have any control over how I feel about this thing that's happening right now or these things that happened in the previous months and the way that it's hitting me um, just totally out of control with it and very very weak and depleted very depleted
0: yeah yeah, for, for me on the personal side, um, the, the boundary between work and person, like in my personal life is very blurry. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it's not like I clock out at the end of the day and what happens what happens. But, you know, I'm thinking about how many people are watching the live stream, not because I'm carrying numbers, but because I care for people's hearts that might be watching and being inspired. And so, I, you know, carrying that way every day and are, are the decisions that we're making, like the right decisions for, for people's spiritual flourishing and for their physical health you know just like just thinking about all that kind of stuff so I felt like this totally helplessness and lack of control in, in my leadership life and then and then when this stuff kind of started unfolding with their family that ramped up to even a greater degree uh, now not only am i helpless at in, in my work life i'm completely helpless in my home life too uh, no ability to stop the hardship that jen was experiencing that my daughter was experiencing and then you know kind of the pinnacle of that was with when when jen was really sick with covid uh, you know just like n- not being have to do anything other than to do you need some more water and, you know, and just trying to make good decisions there. I just felt totally weak. I've never felt so out of control in my life of so many things. Uh, it's one thing for there to be one area of your life that you feel like this is a kind of like spinning. But for me, it was like it's all spinning. Um, uh, and, and, I, and I really recognized I just don't have any control. And I was completely, completely and totally weak and you're like, okay, we watch church to be encouraged, okay, but we're just doing real talk here, alright, so so we don't do, we don't, we don't do fake we don't put smiles on just to put smiles on to get more people to watch and like what we're doing, we're being honest because God is an honest God, okay, so we're being very transparent, probably more than maybe what uh, we're even comfortable with, because we really want God's power to be on display, we want his grace to be sufficient, and so that is kind of where we landed with all of this, that even though we had these personal challenges and these leadership challenges even though we both felt more weak than we ever have in our lives and again both of us really bristle at that idea of weakness it's fine for other people to be weak but not me like you know that's the way I kind of feel and think about it and Jen would feel the same way but what we saw was that even through all of that like this this refrain that God's grace is sufficient for us that somehow God was working even when we couldn't Mm Somehow God was doing something and sustaining us and walking us through the through these things in ways that we couldn't see or didn't know. His um, grace was really sufficient for us. So you want to share some about your personal stuff there? Yeah.
1: Um, so on a personal, like the way God showed up. Yeah. Thing, yeah. Um, on a personal level, I would say um, I. Um, earlier in this year was like, just feeling the weight of that weakness and not being able to kind of gain control back. And just kind of, um, I, I, I recognized in that moment, like I have a really high value for resiliency. Like I just, I love it. I think that's a way that God has made us. Um, It's a gift and it's His grace. And and I just have a really high value for resiliency. And so to be in this moment of utter weakness just felt like this massive conflict for me. And and I remember very clearly like the Lord just putting in my mind, um, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. And I remember Him saying, I want you to value that as much as you do resiliency. So we're not... We're not saying no to resiliency or that that's bad, but I want you to have a greater value for the fact that you're weak and that you're weary and that I'm the only source that is going to sustain you or be sufficient for you. And I remember just kind of like almost having this Moses moment where you're just sort of like bantering with God and like, kind of like, Oh, like frustrated. And, and I remember just saying, I hate weakness. Like I hate it. And very, gently, the Lord just said, but I love it. I love your weakness. They're like, oh, okay, great. Um, and so I just, in that moment, recognized like my need to admit my weakness and, um, and to increase my dependency on him. And that the fact that I was weak did not diminish my value or my worth or what I contributed, that the thing that I contribute right now is is a real transparency and vulnerability uh, i am weak and the lord is not and so i need to be more dependent on the lord in my weakness and not just try and like you know pull myself up by my bootstraps and carry on which is my mo so yeah
0: yeah yeah. for me on a, on a personal <laughs> level um I felt like God was really, really with me, but not in a way where he was rescuing me from the difficulty uh, as much as he was sustaining me through it. You know, uh, when we have one health problem after another in your family um, and and all these kinds of things, it was like, what else can I do other than get up the next day and face the next hard thing, (laughs) you know, Um, and um I really wanted, if I'm being honest, God to swoop in and rescue us from it and keep us from it. Um, uh, but He didn't. Uh, instead, what He did was sustained us and walked us through it and 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 taught us perseverance and endurance in this like really difficult mm-hmm. circumstance. So it's like you know, um, it, it's easy to say, yeah, I think I know how to persevere or endure until it's month after month after month of both personal and leadership stuff. And then all of a sudden you start to go, yeah, God, I literally have nothing left. Mm-hmm. Whatever. If there's anything good here for me as a dad and as a husband, forget the church for a second. It's got to come from, from you. And just a point of celebration on all, all of that. We did get through it all. <laughs> God did see us through. Like So, yes, there were hardships and there were challenges. But we're here standing. Our family is here standing. And can I tell you a miracle? We don't have a penny not one penny of medical debt from this last year. Not one penny. Uh, no, we don't. Oh yeah, I mean that's amazing. Like for that many trips to the to the emergency room and all the other kind of stuff that we do. Like God really did this incredible thing in our family. And there were there were moments of like friendship and intimacy that I feel like that we got to share as a family. That was just this huge blessing from God that we never. There was one moment in particular where Jen had this ridiculously high fever. Was like barely lucid. I was like just I could. I could barely move. The girls were, I don't know, doing whatever they were doing, just living in the other end of the house. And we just laid in bed and worshiped together. We just had, I don't know, I don't even remember what it was. and It was just so, God just met us in that moment. He didn't bring healing to Jen's body in that moment, but he brought healing to my heart. And I knew that things were going to be okay in that moment. And I want everyone to know that. Like that's the, that's a stone for me that I want everyone to know that sometimes God rests you and keeps you from the hard thing. And sometimes he steps right into the middle of it with you like he did with us. I felt him in the middle of our suffering. The suffering God came into our mm-hmm. suffering. Mm-hmm. The suffering servant came in and served us in these moments.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then at at a leadership level, um, you know, I felt like this last year, um, I felt like I just couldn't do as much or that there wasn't anything to do because people weren't meeting or, um, you know, you just weren't sure of what boundaries were and stuff. And so um, I felt the Lord like really pulled me back into this place of prayer and intercession, which I just feel like is my kind of original design and makeup and my identity. And, and so the Lord just kind of pulled me back into this place and reminded me of like, this is what you do right now. This is the thing to do is to pray and intercede on behalf of your husband, on behalf of the church, on behalf of your community, on behalf of your kids. Um, and so so that was really um, encouraging and freeing at the same time to just say, I don't, I don't need like a project or, or a role. I, I just need to fulfill like the calling that God has put in my life and that's to pray and intercede for people. Um, so that was one way that I just felt like God really um, showing up for me personally. And then um, as it relates to like, you know, compassion ministry and serving the poor we had an opportunity to partner with several people and the grade school this summer and to serve hundreds and hundreds of people every week and provide them with food. And And in that moment, yeah, people were showing up for food and that, that need was being met, but there were also like emotional needs that they were sharing with people and people had opportunities to pray with them. So although it didn't look maybe the way that I envisioned or hoped like it was happening god was showing up and god was meeting the poor and meeting the needs of the people and um and then also like just being home with the girls um was a i felt like a real gift from the lord to me to bond with them to be the primary influence and voice you know chloe was going into middle school when kids begin to kind of separate and pull away and become more independent and so I just had this opportunity to just just have her as um, an elementary student for just a little while longer and we really, the three of us really bonded over this last year and and I felt like the Lord really met us and it wasn't just um, relationally but spiritually being able to kind of speak into them and take time to pray when they're on their lunch break or um take walks with them. So so it just felt like a real gift that God was giving us giving me in the midst of some really challenging times.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for for me on the leadership side, I I, I you know, <laughs> I never overcame my weakness. <laughs> like I'm, I'm still 100% there. Uh, even today, like I said, I have no control over the weather, over technology, o- over what people do wind, <laughs> or all, any of those kinds of things, no control. And the truth is I've never had any kind of control. Like I, I, I never had any. That This year made me realize the, the weakness that I actually have all of the time. And in the ways that, that God showed up even in my weakness. Like the ways that, you know, week after week, there were leaders leading. Mm -hmm. Week after week, there were groups happening. There were people watching something online. There were people praying. There were people caring for one another. There were people giving generously. There were people checking out our church for the first time online or people who maybe had just visited with us a time or two before we went, everything went online, who have been journeying with us over this last year. And so when I step back and I look at what, you know, my fear was in my weakness, it would all fall apart. But the truth is, in my weakness, it all got better. <laughs> this, this year, our finances are better than they've ever been as a church. We have more money in the bank as a church family than what we've ever had before. Early on last year, I felt God tell, say that that was exactly what's going to happen. Watch and see how I increase. And that is exactly what he did. And God is taking care of uh, people physically. I mean, uh, Ishmael is a, mm-hmm. he's not walking many steps, but he's walking some steps. And the fact that he's walking at all is a miracle. You know, we, I can look and I can see all of these miracles and these things that God did over the last year and say, I can't take any credit for any of it. It all came from this place of weakness. His grace is sufficient for me. <laughs> like, And so, so I feel like I want everyone to know that I'm, I want us to embrace our weaknesses I want people to know that God's grace is sufficient for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I want God to know that, or I want, I want you to know that you can stop trying to be strong. like Or you can stop waiting to be strong, I should say. Stop waiting for things to get better because they might not get any better. I kept thinking, okay, maybe this month will be the last month. Maybe this month will be the last month and we find out, nope, that's good. You know, we're delayed another month. Maybe, maybe this trip to the hospital will be the last trip to the hospital. Guess what? There'll always be another trip to the hospital. Mm there'll always be another hardship in front of you there'll always be another difficult in front of difficulty in front of us and so i'm done trying to like try to to be as strong as i possibly can instead i want to grow in my dependence on the holy spirit in every moment i want to be the kind of person says god you got it if there are five loaves and fishes then i think that that can feed the 5000 it can be it can be enough because you're not asking me to to be the best you're just offering for me to offer my best mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes offering your best doesn't look like offering offering better than something else it's offering the five loaves and the fishes that you have it's offering like Moses all he has is a staff and God uses that staff to guide the people through the wilderness like so so it doesn't have to look like how you think <laughs> like God loves your weakness uh, and, he, and he's not trying to help you overcome it mm-hmm. and I think once we get that mentality mm-hmm. out of our head that God's not trying to help us overcome our weakness but lean on him and trust him in our weakness then it says he is strong his power is made perfect and our weakness. Weakness is where God wants you. It's not a journey to something. It is is where God wants you. The journey is greater dependency on the Holy Spirit the rest of your life in every area of your life. You're like, wait, I thought I was gonna get through this. I thought this, no, you're not. There'll just be another thing. There'll be another area of your life that Jesus is asking you and wanting you to walk with him and surrender about. And the thing is, I realize that the more I do this, that um, when the burden feels heavy, when the yoke that I'm carrying feels heavy, I'm either carrying something I'm not meant to, t- to carry or I'm not carrying it the way he wants me to carry it. And so I'm just beginning to try to take my cues mm-hmm. from him and just admit, hey, this is heavy, Jesus. I need you to help me learn how to carry this or help me to th- know how to throw this thing off. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, want, I want for us as a church to not feign strength, to not appear, to try to appear to be strong, but instead to say, Jesus, we desperately need you now and in every hour. Um, and and I also don't want our stories, our, our stones that we hold up for the next generation to only be these big things where God answered a big prayer because honestly, for us, it was God answering a thousand little prayers mm-hmm. over the last year. Mm-hmm. It was the subtle, you know, time in, in a room, when no one else is watching, God, said, God, let this touch somebody's heart today. And getting a text message from someone saying, man, that message really spoke to me. You know, or someone praying for someone's business and seeing their business flourish. Even though I have no direct control, all I can do is pray. It's, it's those kinds of things that I think that God is asking for us to lean in as a church and, and just admit those kinds of things. Do you have any other things to add? No. Great this job. is our solid yeah. our solid closing here. So here what what we want to do is just pray, pray for you as we get ready to as we close today. For any of you who might be experiencing this like sense of weakness, the sense of being overwhelmed. And we want to pray for you and impart something to you that we feel like God has done in our lives. So I'll kick us off and you close us, okay? Okay. okay. All right. So God, I, I just I, I pray for my friends here in the room and then those who are watching online who may feel utterly weak and depressed God, just like us, maybe they feel like they're still walking through something rather than completely on the other side of it. Lord, I pray, Lord, that they would experience your presence. Lord, just as the ark was right in the middle of it all, I pray, God, that your presence will be in the middle of of it with them, Lord. That they will experience, God, that you are right there with them, that you never turned a blind eye, that you were not distant, that you were not callous, but instead, Lord, you are right there present with them. And I pray, Lord, that they would experience your, your presence in a tangible kind of way. Lord, I pray even now that you would speak words that people need to hear into their hearts and mind. Give them anchors to hold on to, God, knowing that you're true. God, help them to believe with faith, Lord, what you say in this moment right now. Speak, Lord. Speak your word, Lord speak your word, Lord. Lord, we cast off pride. Lord, we cast cast off pride right now. The pride that says I have to be strong enough. I have to be enough. I I have to look a certain way. I have to accomplish this a certain way. Lord, would you forgive us for our pride? And if my friends are struggling, would you right now deal with pride in their life in a way that, Lord, you just kill that pride. Lord, and and you would let the spirit of humility clothe them in humility, like Colossians says. Just let there be a cloak just covering them with humility. I pray for just a spirit of humility, the, the, the humility of Christ to enter into our hearts and minds, Lord, greater dependency on you, greater dependency on you, Lord.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lord, I, I just, I have a picture of, um, of a person just kind of clinging and holding on to something and like their grip is slipping and it's clearly you're not going to be able to hold, but you're just with all of your might and all of your strength, you're just holding on to this thing. And so I just feel like the Lord is saying, just let go of that. And hold on to him like just turn your affection and your attention towards him so Lord I don't know who that might be for today but whoever that person is Lord I just pray that you would give them give them the strength to just let go and to just be weak and to hold fastly and tightly to you maybe to your words to truth that you've already spoken Lord help them to hold fastly to who you are and to your character help them to turn their affection and their devotion and their worship and their attention onto you, Lord, that you are worthy of worship in the midst of our, our valleys, in the midst of our weaknesses. Lord, help us just to see you rightly. So Lord, we, we we just ask that you come today and you move into the places of weakness that we have. Maybe there are people like us who really hate weakness, who who despise it or who see it as this negative thing. Lord, would you, would you turn our, our vision around? Help us to see it the way that you see it, that it gives us an opportunity to declare our utter dependence upon you, that we really don't have anything to offer and to give that is apart from you and what you've already done so Lord we're just asking you to move in those places today where we feel weak or where things seem to be falling apart or things aren't working out Lord help us to um, just be reminded that you are the source of it all that you have the answers and the solutions help us to to cling to you to turn to you to trust you today Lord you're worthy of our trust and so we just acknowledge that. We acknowledge that um, our weakness um, brings about your strength, Lord, that it fuels our faith, that if we accomplish things that are, we can only take the credit for and it's really apart from you, Lord, then, then what good is it, Lord? So help us to just um, to go after the things uh, that are of your heart, to go after the things that you're directing and that you're leading us towards, and to just trust in you through that process. We thank you for your strength. Thank you for your compassion and your gentleness and your words, Lord. We trust in you in your mighty name and power.
0: Amen. 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 So we want you to keep thinking about your stone. Uh, What is it? How did God show up in your life over the last year? What ways did God reveal himself? For us, it was that his power was made perfect in our weakness and that his grace is sufficient for us. And so we just trust and and believe that God's doing something like that in your life and has done something. And so tune in next week, hopefully outside at Messiah at 4pm to hear some more stories. So God bless you. Have a great week.